Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and I'm the host of this show. And this actually is going to be our last episode for this year. So uh, Reverend Robin King and I have been sitting down over a cup of coffee once a week for, I think, almost seven months now, Robin. Does that sound about right to you? I think we're on... It feels like a lot longer, Ben. Why is that? I don't know. It just kind of... It just drag on and on, hey? Yeah. I'm kidding, Ben. I love doing these. For me, it's just flown by because it just adds so much value to my life, you know? That's why I love doing these. Good. Well, me too. Did I mention I love doing these? What are we talking about today, Ben? This week, we're getting ready for the fourth Sunday of Advent, which is the, the Sunday of love, which leads right into Christmas. So this year, Christmas is on a Tuesday, just a couple days after the Sunday of love. Um, and we've been exploring the different themes of Advent over the last three weeks. So hope, peace, joy. And now today, let's, let's talk about love, Robin. What does love mean to you? I don't know. The, uh, <laughs> um, uh, well, actually, you know what? If anybody wanted to be really, truly honest about it, you, we could talk about it a lot. We can explain it a lot. We can everything. But truly, I mean, really, I don't know is probably the safest answer because love is probably the one thing that we talk about the most and practice the least. I was just noticing as, as I was saying that, that about how I love doing these podcasts and you were saying you do because you get so much out of it. That, I would say, is the proper use of the word love. I was just noticing that, I'm going to guess, is that your son who did? Oh, no, it was Aubrey. Um, there's a little picture on the wall over there of, it looks like monkeys hanging from a vine or something, and written above it is, uh, or printed very neatly, in fact, above it is, I love hanging with you, Dad. Yep, that was Aubrey. I'm going to guess that is also an appropriate use of the word love. Why? Because she's probably not, it's probably not just because, you know, she's having a good time, right? Because I'm sure she was. I have no doubt she was having a good time. But she was having a good time with her dad, right? Which means she's going to have uh, a memory of that. She's going to remember it. She's going to have uh, the, she will have experienced the love of sharing something with her dad. Um, there's so many different ways you could look at that and go and say, that is absolutely the right way to say that. I love hanging with your dad, right? And and so I, I think one of the things that we always get into at Christmas time is, well, what do you mean by love, right? Because it's not it's is it love like you know people are in love they get married is that love? Well, of course that's love. Don't be ridiculous. Yes, it is. Is it what we mean when we say love at you know on the fourth Sunday of Advent or at Christmas or um, whenever we talk about love in church? Yes. Mm, yes, not exactly just that though. Like we're not talking about physical love. We're talking about the kind of love that is about, say, sharing an experience with someone who means something to you that you're going to always remember and will have not just enjoyed but really gained something from. You know, like I love hanging with you, Dad. Yeah. Right. It almost re- understanding the word requires context and examples. You and- bet it does. If, yeah, you, you can't just... Because otherwise, otherwise, I would have to say, so, wait a minute. We got these four Sundays in Advent to prepare for Christmas and their hope, peace, joy, and love. Aren't those all things that Christmas is all about? Aren't they all things that we're supposed to be sharing every day? Isn't that, the, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in fact, in fact, here's, uh, and I love, I love this, this, um, 
there's a, a poem by Christina Rossetti called Love Came Down at Christmas. And, and of course, it's the idea that Jesus is love incarnate, right? Yeah. And uh, it begins, love came down at Christmas, love all lovely, love divine. Like you read the first two lines and you think to yourself, Christina Rossetti has no idea what love is really, does she? Because she's just it's like, she's just like, I don't know what she's saying there. But yes, she does. Because love is lovely and it is divine. And it did come down at Christmas. It does come down at Christmas. It's, she's absolutely right. Um, we just tend to think uh, we know what love is. What's that? What's the song? Do you, I don't really know what love is. What's the... Um, I forget how it goes. Anyway, um, we're always asking, what is love? What is love? Well, it's lots of are things. Are you talking about the one that goes, I want to know yeah, what that's love the one. is. Yeah. I want you to show me. Well sung. Oh. Anyway, yes, that's actually. Thanks for singing the next line too, because know, that's the critical up. part, and and I think that's one of the most important things to remember in the context of love being the fourth candle before Christmas. Is love isn't about something you talk about and discuss, dissect, define. It's about something you do and experience. Yeah. And how do we know that? Well, because Jesus is love. Yeah. Jesus is all about, in fact, um, you know, we, we got that, those wonderful verses from the Gospel of John where Jesus says, love one another as I have shown, showed you to love, right? In other words, do it the way I showed you. It's not like I'm, I'm not telling you to just go and do it. And, and don't just go and tell people. Show people how to do that. And we, we fixate, in fact, I do it too. We fixate on that verse about love one another as I have loved you. Well, there's another verse there, and it goes something like, this is how people will know that you're a follower of mine. You will show them love. Yeah. That ought to be more important than that first bit. So one thing that's confusing about that for, I think, potentially a lot of people, I know it has uh, raised questions for me in earlier parts of my life, is, yeah, that, that makes sense for the, for the relationships in your life, the people that matter to you. But then we're also called to just give, extend that love to everybody. So how you do betcha. you how do you love someone that you don't even know from Adam, so to speak? Um, I, I, you know, actually, I, I, I was trying to be really patient and let you keep talking there, but I really wanted to jump in right after you said the people that matter. Because the whole point of Jesus is everyone matters. Whether you like them yeah. or not, whether you think they're your enemy or not, everyone matters um i saw there was a news thing uh i think it was on global uh they were talking about there'd been some rally or other where in canada where some guy had stood up and said that um uh rohingya uh people aren't human beings like we shouldn't we shouldn't worry about them because they're not really human beings they're not, and, and and i just kind of like wait i'm sorry what century are we in are, are we still back at? Are we still back at? You know, some people are and some people aren't. Uh, are, like that was. I thought we were done with that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get how. Even, even if, and, and this is maybe the biggest point is that even if you don't like somebody, even if they're their enemy, if they go out of their way to hurt you, Jesus still says you should love them. You don't have to be romantically involved with them. You don't have to love them physically. 
um, what you need to do is love them like they're a human being because they are. It doesn't matter who they are, how they are, what they are. It doesn't matter. They're a human being. Right? We're all children of God. We're all worthy of love, whether you like it or not. Um, and and maybe that's that's our that's our hardest stumbling block is we don't like it. Right? We don't like that we are supposed to love people who are mean to us or that don't like us or, or that don't return my investment of love. And that's maybe the hardest one. I've invested in loving you and I'm not getting anything out of this. Screw you. I'm moving on. Yeah. Right. Um, and Jesus is about exactly the opposite. It's not about loving people. Isn't about the reward you get. You love people because you love them. That itself is the reward. Yeah. Is to show love. It's not about what you get back. So kind of like the way your dogs love you. Yeah, exactly. The way your dogs love you. Without, Without expectation of anything in return. Yeah, it sounds silly, but it's it actually there's some truth to that. But see, it, it, the reason it sounds silly to people is that people are then going to go, yeah, but they don't know any better, right? I mean, you go out the door, and, and then you come back in the door two minutes later. It doesn't matter whether it's two minutes later or two hours later. Your dog's still going to go crazy at you like you've been gone for like weeks, right? Yeah, because you know they don't know any better. Why, why, why does that? Maybe actually, if we didn't know any better, that would be a better thing. Well, here's some evidence to support that. My kids still do that, so it's not just dogs. The, well, that's because they. If haven't... I if I go to work and then I realize I forgot something at home and I go straight back home and I've only been gone for five minutes and I walk in the door, they're super excited as as though I've been gone for a week. Yeah. Well, they haven't grown up and experienced people telling them they shouldn't be. Exactly. But we do it. We also kind of yeah. look at this, um, this ability to show empathy and have it have a deep connection of love with others as one of the things that uniquely sets humans apart from other animal species. Don't you think that we kind of hold this as well? Look at how special and great humans are because we, we have a capacity to to love one another, and obviously the flip side of that and yeah all the destructive consequences of not loving but um but you don't see you know within the animal kingdom that that same capacity but i don't know maybe you do in maybe some you cases. do sometimes i don't know or, or maybe a better way to look at it is humans do have this exponentially greater capacity to love than any other creature but we've become so disconnected from that nature and so we've become so poor at sharing that love that, you know, your dog is making a lot of us look bad in terms of how loving we are. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that's actually, that's not a bad, that's a good point, actually, um, is that it's, it's not about, uh, yeah, it's not about observing that they don't know any better. It's about observing that we have learned to not know any better. Um, we are capable in, in of the sense so that much we're better. capable of so much, and yet we focus it in such a narrow way, um, like we have blinders on, um, because we need to somehow we need to get something out of it. Yeah. And uh, Jesus' point about love would be, no, you don't. That's not yeah. the point of loving. So that's the ego getting in the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The selfish desires and the. Excuse me. Yeah. I think so a little bit. I think it's also that, um, I, I, yes, absolutely. Not even a little bit. I think absolutely. But I also think too, that it's, we don't know how, 
right? I mean, that's something like, okay, so one Sunday of the year, we have, we have, a, we light a candle and we go love. And uh, of course, Christmas is about love incarnate, right? The word became flesh. But there's all sorts of biblical references that mm-hmm. are about, you know, God became one of us, right? Love came down. Uh, yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yet, uh, we spend the rest of the year trying to, I hope, demonstrate to people how Jesus taught us we should love. And yet, we're still not good at it. And so I think there's two things there. One is, um, we're so stuck on um, return our investment. And also, uh, what I just said, which is, we're not good at it. Well, how do you know you're not good at it? What how do you define good at it? Yeah, who, I mean, who's that's, judging it? That's a, that's a classic thing is that, you know, people will look at stories about Jesus and say, well, you know, we can do that too. And, and then go, no, I'm not Jesus. I'm, I would never, I, I'm, I wouldn't be able to do that as if somehow we can attain that, that perfection, right? That attain that level of perfection. Yeah. Um, and that's not the point. Jesus didn't ask you to be perfect loving people. Jesus just says we should. And here's how. Right and demonstrates different ways to do that, um, and 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 it's not even like it's not even like you can say that Jesus' life is a technical manual for how to love, because that would imply that it's a technical thing, and it's not. Or that there's only one way to do it. Or that there's only one way to do it. There's a bazillion different ways. There's too many different ways, and maybe mm. that's a factor too. It's kind but, of like speaking of, you brought up my kids earlier. They're really into Lego, especially Grayson, and. They'll get these kits where it comes with an instruction manual, a literal one, and on the, on the one side it'll show the diagram of what it's going to build, and these are the instructions. But with the same pieces, if you flip it over, it's like, or you can build this, and then it shows the, the steps and what it should look like at the end. And maybe Jesus is showing us that here's the picture of what it can look like. There are other images and other combinations and permutations. You are the creator. Here's some blocks. Here's some suggestions. Here's kind of enough. Uh, maybe a better way is here's some stories that will help you understand what love can look like, expressed and lived out. Yeah. And then, and his life really was that. It was this collection of experiences and stories that he shared in person with those people at the time. And then, lucky for us, it was a lot of it was captured and shared from generation to generation and written down. Well, and and maybe we we were talking about just recently talking about how um, maybe um, some of these stories need to be less about explaining the context and meaning of the story from two thousand years ago, and more about telling that same story for today, right? Mm-hmm. Putting it in today's context and telling that same story, but telling it in the context of you know Jesus being here and now, and uh, um, you know. Uh, uh, I'm going to get it wrong now, but I want to say it was, uh, was it, oh, there's a church in Calgary um, that had a uh, crash, a manger scene out front, and an artist in the congregation redid it a little bit and made it look more um, suitable to the day, right? And so um, it, it's not about people and like, like shepherds and magi. It's, it's um, I think the magi were, uh, one was an astronaut. One was um, 
um, a First Nations chief, and I forget <laughs> who the third one was. The the couple looked like they were young uh, immigrants, and um, you know the the same that the the shepherds and that kind of it was all sort of very much updated. Um, uh, Deer Lake, Lakeside. United in Calgary. Right. I've forgotten the name of the church now, um, which is too bad because I would love to give them credit for this because it's super awesome. But if you go on the United Church of Canada um, Facebook page or, or even their website, actually, there's a story about it. So you should because it's super cool. Um, but uh, again, uh, it, it was actually put in the context of a stable. <laughs> um, but and, and so my initial thought was, eh, you shouldn't have stopped with just the characters. You should have gone all in. But actually... I think that's uh, kind of clever because it leaves it connected. It anchors it in. Right? It anchors it in the old story, right? Um, So it's just super smart all around. Um, But I think that that, um, the thing thing about love is sometimes I think that people think uh, that it's about what you get back. Yeah. You know, don't invest unless you're going to get something back because, you know, most of our life's like that, right? You work, you get paid for it. Right, you are duly compensated for the work you do. Um, you um, apply for things, you get something back. You buy something, you receive something in return. You invest in something, your investment, you know, grows and it's you know whatever. Yeah. Um, it, we're 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 practically conditioned to think we should not ever offer anything. <coughs> Sorry, I'm trying really hard to hold that Sorry. one back. Good job, though. I think we're practically conditioned to think in the context of we have to be getting something out of this, right? And so when it comes to things like love or grace or forgiveness, um, I've lately heard uh, too many people, actually, uh, I wouldn't even define it as how many, but too many because it's more than one person tell me lately that either they or someone they know doesn't believe in forgiveness. You shouldn't forgive people. Okay. They know what they did, and they should pay for it. And, of course, the moment they use the words pay for it, um, we're, we're all, even our whole justice system is geared to, um, I'm going to get in trouble now, but um, our whole justice system is geared to retributive justice. Yeah. You did something wrong, you will pay for it. Not restorative justice. Yeah, you owe right? society... This yes, much of your so life. you will pay for it. Yeah, and there's I I get I understand I understand the principle behind it. I understand about society and everything, and I'm I'm not advocating we go all all whole hog back to doesn't matter what you did, um, you're forgiven, I, except you are, um, but but forgiven by God or forgiven by me isn't the same as forgiven by society. I think there is room to draw a distinction. Right, because society, in order to function, in some ways requires some checks and balances like that. Right. Well, not only that, but just drawing the distinction between "you are forgiven" is not the same as "it's okay." Exactly, and it's like as I um, since we're on forgiveness, um, if forgive and forget. No, I don't think Jesus ever said forgive and forget. I think Jesus said forgive, and then reminded people how important it is to remember. Mm-hmm. Not just remember what happened, but also to remember that you forgave and why you forgave, which is to forgive. Forgiveness so what, is part of so love, too. So what were you too. bringing up about the, the 
the people who bring this up that they don't believe in forgiveness. Oh, that pe- people people saying that they don't believe in forgiveness that people should should pay for. Okay, um, see. I don't know how you can say I don't believe in forgiveness. It's like saying I believe in forgiveness. It's not a question of something that you can believe in or don't believe in. It's a question of it's part of life. It's a practice in order to that you, live. You either practice it or you don't. It's like how how do, how do I say this? It's kind of like I don't know. Hope, peace, joy, and love. In order to live with wholeness and sincerity, it's required. It's not a question of you believe in it or don't believe in it. It is simply required. You cannot live a life that is whole and complete without at some point having to forgive somebody. You just can't. Or what's even better is somebody's going to have to forgive you. Um, But that's the point is that it's part of that whole fabric thing. Just like hope and peace and joy and love. We, we should add more Sundays to Advent. We should add forgiveness uh, or grace. That could be grace Sunday, right? Yeah, that'd be uh, a good one. You know, there's, there, these are things. These are things. It's not a question of whether you believe in it. It's a question of it's part of life. Um, and that's, that's why I think it's cool that we go. Uh, and I know some people sometimes follow a different order. But I think it's cool that we go hope, peace, joy, love, Jesus. Hmm. Sorry, that sounded inappropriate somehow but but it's entirely appropriate because hope peace joy and love are part of the fabric which is christmas which is jesus yeah right jesus isn't just um i love christine's rosetti's poem very much it's one of my favorite christmas poems but it's not just love it's not just love it's peace and joy and hope it's all of those things and and maybe maybe those things are all part of that big generic pot that we call love um, and that's why we can do it that way. Um, but it's in order to uh, live wholly, not wholly, but wholly, um, we re- we need. It's it's part of that. It's you you can't you can't just kind of go. Ah, I don't believe in that. Or I'll do it sometimes and not others. To be whole, you have to do it. Well, um, I think. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that anybody is capable of being perfect at it. The point is that, that you, need you to strive know that it. you're not going to be perfect at it. You strive for it, right? Yeah. That's living, right? Well, That's if, striving for if it. If you want a, a really tangible example of how much we need it, um, wasn't there a study that said that you know babies that aren't loved will fail t- to thrive physically? Like an, a newborn infant that doesn't even know who you are, if it's not nurtured with love, like it... If, even if it's given what it physically needs in terms of enough water and nutrition, if it's not loved or touched and held and, and given physical um, or em- emotional affection and, and human love, it will suffer. I, uh, I need to look that up now, but I, I'm sh- I know I've heard that. I'm, I'm not only am I absolutely certain that's, that's true, I would suggest that it's not even just babies. I, I think our whole life long, doesn't matter how old we are. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we but don't give starts, or experience love, yeah. we will fail to thrive. It's definitely our whole life long, but it's, to me it's remarkable that it starts right out of the womb when that baby doesn't even know anything that's going around on around it yet. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's level of perception of its surroundings and... Uh, understanding is almost zero and yet it still has a need for that that it's huge so it's at a soul level it's not just a that's maybe one of the reasons that may it makes it so hard to define 
say anything definitive, right, about love. I mean, you can, you whatever you say about love, you are barely scratching the surface or, 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 or describing a fraction of what it's about, right? It's like saying that, that um, everything you need to know about love is in the stories of Jesus. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. It's in you experiencing living out what those stories are all about. You can't just kind of like read a book and go, yeah, I know love. No, you don't. You, you got to practice it. You got to experience it. You got to engage it. Yeah. So someone says, well, what is love? Well, it's infinite. Okay. So how do I do it? Well, follow these three steps, but it's infinite. There isn't three steps. There's like no, but, a bazillion. No, but that's my point is this. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. infinite. So how can you, how can you state that, you know, here, here's the love. It's this infinite thing. And how do you do it? Oh, s- simple. Follow these three steps. Yeah. Like, that would be ridiculous. So if we, a lot of times you and I will describe God with other terms. Um, and I think that's awesome because God is just a label that we've created. It's part of the English language. Other people in other languages use different words. And the one that I really love is when you often say, well, God is love. I often think of it that way. And so it, part of this exploration of what is, what, is it, what is it to love, I think needs to venture into this other kind of topic of what is God. Because if God is love, then to love or to be the verb of loving is really um, getting in, in tune with the God that's inside of you. The piece of, that piece of God that is, that is a part of mm-hmm. each of us. If we're living th- with that part as though it's really alive and we're in tune with it, we're kind of tuned into that God energy that's in all of us. And then we're going to end up doing some good Jesusing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, another good example is in yoga, the, uh, the term namaste means the divine within me sees or acknowledges the divine in you. Mm-hmm. Namaste. So, so that really is like the God in me is in relationship with the God in you. And if we can just let ourselves get out of the way, then love knows that, how to... That actually is a really good way of putting that because, uh, I mean, one one way in which I could easily respond to you saying about, like, about namaste is, um, first of all, don't be throwing those words at me that I don't really understand. And secondly, isn't that something to do with that damn yoga stuff? Isn't that foreign? Isn't that, isn't that some religious thing? Pretty sure. Well, no, no, it's not. First of all, secondly, don't be ignorant. Um, find out, and I don't mean I don't mean ignorant in an insulting way. I just mean we're so and we get so defensive about stuff we don't know. Mm. Um, it, uh, I I uh, actually just started reading an, another one of Brene Brown's books, and I, I love her stuff because uh, like even just what she talks about with vulnerability and and things, um, we're so reluctant to be that. And yet we're so often in the position of having to be right. Yeah. Um, that, that, that we get dis- so defensive so quickly and instead of reaching out and embracing it and saying, uh, it's like, it's like asking me about love. I don't really know, but I have some thoughts here. They are, I'm yeah. not an expert. I don't know. Um, you know, it, 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 we're so, we get so defensive so quickly and it's not that. Wait a minute! I just said what it was, and what you just said is not what it is. No, it, it, it that's it can absolutely be that. Um, we use different language, use different terminology. Someone the other day said something to me about um, 
well, everybody knows what God is when we talk about, and I'm like, no, no, they don't. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't tell me that somebody who lives in, you know, Alberta knows God exactly the same way as somebody who lives in, you know, the North end of Mongolia. They just don't. Um, or, or, you know, the, the Southern tip of, of South America, you just, you don't. But they love their kids the same. That's true. They the might one thing that's parent, always the same. They might parent yeah. very differently. Yeah. And, and their cultural, um, the cultures are very different. Yeah. If we could but just get out the of the way. of that love is the If exactly we just get ourselves, our language, our understanding of our own specific space, um, we would, I think, see that, uh, that, that so much we're, we're connected um, on that sort of primal love level um it's just and that's see uh, again it's another one of those things where uh it like christmas we focus on christmas as being the 25th of december it has a lot of baggage it carries a lot of um uh, you gotta decorate you gotta do bacon you got dinners you got family parties you got business parties you gotta get presents and you better get the right ones there's so much stuff connected, and none of that has anything at all to do with Christmas. Isn't it crazy? that You just reminded me of the whole day, or this whole afternoon, I was trying to think, what was it that I wanted to talk about during this, this episode about love? And you just reminded me, and that was, I wanted to, to bring up how crazy it is that we all ask each other, are you ready? Are you ready? Christmas is coming. Are you ready? And what people mean is, have you bought all the presents on your list for all the people? That's what I think most people mean by, are you ready for Christmas? And I get it, because I get that, especially when it's, there's really little kids, that it's this really magical thing. And I, don't get me wrong, I am super excited to watch our kids tear into their Christmas presents on Christmas morning. And I have lots of happy memories from, from doing that as when I was a kid. But those aren't the happiest memories. Those aren't the, the best memories. The best memories were all the other stuff. All the, all the memories that were about the people, not about the, the presents. So I just think it's, it's really unfortunate that we, we're, we're all checking in with each other, which is great, but our, our measure of whether we're ready for Christmas is whether our shopping is done. That's so crazy. I, yeah. Whereas, I don't know, maybe it's just that most... I, here, maybe, maybe it's that most people are just not in a space where they're exploring, they're not going through the four Sundays of Advent and they're not listening to our podcast and they're not thinking about what does hope mean? What does peace mean? What does joy and love mean? They're not exploring these existential questions and 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 really, and maybe they are, and they're just passing each other on the street and don't know what to say and, oh, you got your shopping done? But it does seem like it's this super important thing that we ask each other about that... Is your shopping done? When yeah. why don't we ask each other, "Are you ready for Christmas?" and and mean it from a perspective of, "Is your heart ready to receive this amazing gift of Christmas and all the special things that you're going to do with your family around Christmas time?" And you know what I mean? How do we how do we get there? I know we need to wrap it up here, but yeah, I I uh, I I think it's a little bit and and yeah, we do need to wrap it up. And there's 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 not the hours that we could talk about this particular aspect of of that whole Christmas thing. Um, but you know, it's a little bit like uh, when you see somebody on the street and you say, 
Um, you know, some people say hi, some people say hello, some people say the dreaded, how are you doing? And of course, how do you reply to that? You say fine, and then you move on. Um, and if, if you're going to say, how are you doing to somebody, I think you should be prepared to stop and listen to them tell you, however that is. But we don't. It's something we say and then we move on, right? It's like, um, you know, in, we live in a small town, so when you're driving down the street and you pass somebody, you wave at them. doesn't matter who they are. You just do that because you do, yeah. right? That's what you do. It's friendly. Yeah. You do that. Um, and and there's, there's, But there's a, the thing about that is that there's a difference between something that's a veneer, right? It's the, it's the, the surface thing and really connecting. And, and I think that's a little bit that whole issue of of the baggage of Christmas is about that. Um, in some ways, we've created a veneer in order to avoid the deeper connection or to feel like we've satisfied it without really having made any effort, right? Yeah, so like well and, and just to go right back to um, to uh, your daughter's thing there about I love hanging with you, Dad. Um, the thing about that is that that's a that's a really cute little picture. I'm surprised you didn't put. put I'm surprised you didn't post that on Facebook. I should. That's super cute and everything. It is cute. Except, in that is some really deep meaning. I'm sure because like, I know your kids love you. I know you love your kids. I know what they experience being part of your family, right? And and that's that's what's in that. And I think sometimes sometimes. It's that baggage stuff can turn into it's the it's the the I can't even different word veneer that we put on in order to avoid or feel like we somehow satisfy that deeper peace rather than having to actually go there. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's exactly the opposite, right? Sometimes um, sometimes it you do it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've spent an obscene amount of money on Christmas this year, especially on Lori, um, because I love her and I want her to be happy and I want, and I want, and I want, and I want, what I really want is for her to be happy. And part of me is stupid enough to think that if I get her presents, that'll make her happy. When in fact, I know darn well, that's not actually what's going to make her happy. And I'm, I should do that. Right. I should do, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And I think I think there's a point at which we we all do that. We all do that. We we should spend less time thinking about what thing can I buy or even make that will make somebody happy, or what action can I take that will make them happy, um, because it makes me happy to do that, and go straight like cut through all of that crap and go straight to what would really make them happiest. And sometimes that I could give them. Yeah, and often that will involve. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes yeah. it's conversation. Sometimes it's listening. Sometimes it is stuff. Yeah. The, the, the step that needs to happen. And, and this is why I think it's really dangerous to simply make a blanket statement like I did about how, how um, there's so much baggage around Christmas. We're missing the point. Because people say that all the time. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with saying there's that. lots of billboards about but that. But you better be prepared to back that up with at least acknowledging for some people, th that is the way, right? Is their way to that deeper connection is to get a nice gift or or have a party or a dinner yeah. or whatever. Well, it's the five um, love languages, right? Some, right. For some there. people, that is their their love language. Yeah, in it's, a bigger way than others. What's What's important, and I think I think this is always the thing about saying love like Jesus. First thing you're gonna do. To love like Jesus is take the step of discerning 
what's the thing to do here? That what thing will show love? What what will what will show um, hope and caring and joy and uh, engagement? What thing will uh, bring me a deeper connection with this person? Mm-hmm. What thing will meet their needs, not mine, theirs? Yeah. Uh, and and see if you can do that. Maybe you can't, but maybe you can. Maybe you can do part of it. Maybe you can do, but discern what it is first and then go there. So if we're ready to do that, if we're ready to tackle that enormous challenge, then maybe we're ready for Christmas. Maybe. Let's hope. I think that's how, uh, that's why, uh, this is my favorite, my favorite moment I think of any Christmas. I have two favorite moments in any sort of Christmas cartoon, animated you know, Christmas movie, anything like that. Yeah. One is, uh, of course, Linus telling the Christmas story. Charlie Brown in the Charlie Brown Christmas, and Charlie Brown goes, doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? And Linus goes, yes, I do. Lights, please. And then he does the passage about the angels visiting the shepherds, right? And the other is uh, at the end of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, mm. right? At the end of it, where his heart grows three sizes that day. Yeah. Why? Why did his heart grow three sizes that day? Because he realized Christmas wasn't about the gifts. Yeah. Why? Because with nothing, the Who's still got together and celebrated. Yeah. They sang. If it was okay. Everything was okay take because Christmas away. you couldn't take it away from them. Yeah, because you can't. Real, the true truth of Christmas, you can't take away because it's about love, right? That's right. Well, let's leave it there. And like I said at the beginning, this is our last episode for this year. So, Robin, thank you so much for all of these conversations. Oh, thanks, Ben. I've really enjoyed it. It's, this has been such a fun project. We are going to pick up again right where we left off early in the new year. So, uh, come back and find us again for episode one of season two of the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. You can find those uh, on iTunes or on the Rising Spirit uh, ministry.com website um, and we'll have lots of uh, great conversations and, and some special guests actually um, in the new year for you to check out as well so thanks for joining us on this advent journey and if you've been listening right from the start we appreciate that um, and we'll see you next year have a great Christmas <laughs>